Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at Link Ford and RV here in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, right across the street from Menards and Coles and Applebee's. And uh, actually have the sales guys, uh, because it's a beautiful day, you don't want to sit in your office, but they're, <laughs> they're sitting in a truck right in front of me. The truck is running. They're sitting in the air conditioning in the truck. Pretty funny, actually. Just kind of sitting there, hanging out, waiting for people to come on the line. Uh, they do. Uh, I got to say thanks to Shank and Shig Barbecue, uh, which if you've never had it uh, here in in Rice Lake, it's it's fantastic. But uh, they brought some stuff over, and it's just awesome. So uh, thanks to uh, the owner uh, Josh, who brought it over during the break, and uh, they have a smoke pulled pork wrap with cheese, like a cream cheese. And jalapenos and such. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. And then I don't know what the dipping sauce is, but it was great. So, so uh, thanks to the Shank and Shig Barbecue for uh, bringing the food over. Because, oh, my goodness, it's good. Really good stuff. So, um, the uh, you know, getting back to the brewers, it, it's I'm, – I'm not jumping off the bridge. You know, I know that uh, I got a couple of people that have emailed that said, you know, going back to what Mike was saying – from uh, West Allis that, you know, when you look at the overall lineup, it's not good. You've only got one guy really hitting anything worth a damn when it comes to average and OPS. Christian Yelich is starting to pick it up, but they still need another bat in the infield, another bat in the outfield. Their pitching is going down left and right. I, I understand all of that. I really do. I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, and certainly when you look at it as a team that could be vying for the top spot in their division, uh, or the top spot for that matter in their in their uh, you know in their league. Um, I I agree that I don't think this is a complete team, but I also haven't seen enough of the consistent litmus test of this team being all together to say whether they are good or bad. Whether they, I think we can all agree they need help right now. Though you just don't know what you're going to need. Are you going to need another arm? With Ashby going down, we don't know how he's feeling today. Got to wait and see. You can certainly start to look, right? You can certainly start to look for another arm um, if you need need one. You can start to look for another bat, but I don't think I'm pulling the trigger just yet. And again, going back to the luck portion of this, the luckiest thing about this negative streak for the Brewers has been that the you know it's been almost just as bad for the Cardinals. The Cardinals today, Brewers 3-12 and 12 in their last 15. Today, the Cardinals are only two games better than the Brewers. So I'm not, I'm not running out and making a knee-jerk deal, uh, at least not yet. But over the next two weeks, I think things are going to become much, much clearer. Uh, also, you're going to get Brandon Woodruff, who is going to begin throwing on. Uh, he's thrown on Saturday, right, Ben? Am I mistaken? He's throwing on Saturday down in Nashville? I think this weekend. I don't know the yeah. date for sure. I think he's throwing Saturday in Nashville, if I read correctly this morning. So uh, you hope that the Renaud's problem that he's had with the tingling and coldness in his fingers, that that begins to sub, uh, subside and that his ankle's okay, and then he can start to come back and you know get himself back into form. That would be a huge boost to that rotation if he's able to do so. You finally got a good outing out of Corbin Burns the other day. So if you can get, you know, some of your rotation back and going, because, you know, you, you know, let's be honest, we all know that, you know, Freddie Peralta is not coming back anytime soon. We're looking at August. 
if at all, in my opinion. So, you're, you know, with two-thirds of your starting rotation being down, Ashby going down last night, I think part of this is just you got to get healthy. Once you get healthy, then you kind of see where the chips fall. But uh, but right now I'm not, not having a, a panic attack, so to speak. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Brad listening to us in Sussex. Brad, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, hey I'm doing good, Bill. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I appreciate it. You know, you I just wanted to comment, you know, on, on the live, the slip tour, PGA thing. I'm a I'm a casual golfer. You know, I'm just a casual fan, watch the majors. But, you know, people are critical of live tour and the Saudi money. But the PGA tour is very embedded with China. A lot of the companies that sponsor the tournaments, you know, have factories and a presence in China. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting, you know, conflict, if you will. Yep. Um, you know, Saudi money bad for sure, but I can't see where China's the PGA and their ties with China's, you know, really any better. You well, know, the so difference that, that is, is that on this. in the very superficial area, the the difference is China doesn't have a competitive PGA league. <laughs> That's just it. I mean, they're not going but, up against them. That's all it is. But if the PGA Tour is as strong as they say it is, they shouldn't really look at this as competitive. I mean, there's not even a TV contract with this Live Tour. So right. I, I, are they even considered a competitor at this stage? And the players that have gone over, there are a few big names, but they're not top-shelf PGA guys at this point in their careers. So, you know. I, I, who knows if this thing will even have a shelf life um, over the next three, four, I think five it, years. I, no, I agree with you. I think it's going to have a shelf life just for the fact that they're in it for the long haul because of the money. What I don't think is going to happen is the competitiveness is going to matter. And if they don't get the world golf rankings to be able to follow them, then at some point you're going to have to say, okay, is this even worth other than just the money me going to? Uh, right. If some players want to say, hey, I want to set myself up the rest of my life, then, you know, so be it. I, you, you don't begrudge them. Just say this is what you're doing. You're selling your soul for the money. Okay, great. But don't talk well, about the know, competitive golf aspect of it. And I was going to say, you know, a lot of PGA Tour players um, have, have accepted appearance money to play in, in Dubai and some of the tournaments in the Middle mm-hmm. East. I mean, take a Rory McIlroy has been pretty critical or outspoken. Um, but yet he's done that. So, you know, there's a lot of you know, crossover. And I just find it all a little interesting, kind of disingenuous on both sides with, with a lot of the criticism and the shots going back and forth. But mm-hmm. I, I appreciate your comments on it. That's why. No, we I, no, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. I, I guess to me, if you want to draw a distinctive line in the sand, it's one thing to be paid to go over for an appearance. It's another thing to be paid to leave, to go to another competitive tour. So it's one thing for me to come to Link Ford and make an appearance. It's another thing if I begin to work for Link Ford and take me away from what it is my normal job would be. And I begin promoting people to come here and pay attention to this particular aspect versus what it is my full-time job would be. That, that, that's where the line in the sand has a distinction. Um, it might not be the best of examples or analogies, but you, you kind of get the point. 877-867-1670. Good calls today, man. Good calls. Um, this one's from, uh, this is from Bill, obviously. Uh, or actually, uh, Bill says, uh, all the angst over the live tour is nothing 
Uh, it's just a bunch of guys going after the money, live and let live, let the PGA tournament golfers kick their ass and send them back to where they're coming from, and those can just admit that they did it for the money. That's from Bill. I agree. Uh, this is from Matthew who says, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are a train wreck right now, and the only thing holding them together is their manager, Craig Council. He's steady as she goes. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. I appreciate that. I know some people get irritated by all the uhs and ands in his press conference, but cut the guy some slack. He's managing a baseball team with thousands of numbers in his head. This team is only a couple of games back, uh, in parentheses, like you said. So suck it up. Let's get through the next couple of weeks. Let's get a few guys back and healthy and then see where we're at. Guarantee the Brewers are going to win the division. That is from Matthew. Matthew, I like your optimism. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything. They're, they're a little bit of a train wreck right now, let's be honest. Uh, I think part uh, of this is you have losing breeds anxiety, and anxiety breeds tenseness, and tenseness breeds mistakes. Thus, the Rowdy Telez firing a ball into left field. Thus, uh, guys at the plate gripping the bat a little bit too tight. You know, guys trying to make a, a play, a spectacular play, one of those get-up-on-app type of plays. And instead, when you go for the backhand that hits off the heel of your glove and bounds away, or the throw isn't right, or instead of just making it a routine, you know, force out at first, you're trying to get two and you're, you know, screwing it. It's just little things. It's not from lack of trying. It's little things that you're doing out of tenseness to make a big play, to try to ignite your team, to try to do something over and over. You know, the, what do they always say? You know, in the world of sports, you can only do what you can do, right? Don't try to do something else for other guys. You know, if you make a spectacular play, make it your spectacular play. Don't try to do it in other, you know, overextend yourself and don't do what you normally would not do. So, and Rowdy Tellez said it. Normally, he, you know... A thousand out of a thousand times, he'll make that throw and he'll put himself on balance and, and, you know, do it right. And he just didn't. He tried to hurry up and make a play. And it all went wrong. And uh, the, the lead run scores. And then after that, New York made a big play. Hitting the cutoff man, the cutting off, cutoff man, getting it to the plate. And the plate, you know, obviously getting uh, Hunter Renfro. They made a big play. I get up on that play because they don't have that pressure right now. Brewers are kind of starting to feel the pinch a little and creating their own pressure. Uh, 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open at this point if you want to chime in. Feel free. Uh, Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear, yesterday we had a chance to sit down and chat with Wayne Larrabee a little bit about this Packers team as now they're off for, uh, you know, a month and change, getting ready for the regular season, getting ready for training camp. Uh, But now they've got some time to kind of walk away, enjoy themselves, do a few things, Go to parts unknown, take vacations, get with their families, whatever, before they all have to reconvene at the end of July and then try to put this train on the tracks and then get it screaming in the right direction with everybody heading in the right direction and therefore uh, winning themselves the division and ultimately getting themselves deep into the postseason. So we're going to hear from Wayne Larry after the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned for that as well. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Wednesday Night Live back again next week. And, boy, they had to suffer through some of the uh, the tough times on, on Wednesday night when the stiff weather went through the area. But they survived. Everybody that was there survived. The music was great. The beer was cold. And they celebrated themselves getting into the shelter and getting out of the rain. So uh, do it again. Coming up next Wednesday night, Bud Light Live. 
or uh, the Wednesday Night Live, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Uh, 877-867-1670. The, um, um, uh, this is from Mac, who says, not really worried about the Brewers. I think Christian Yelich is finally starting to come around. Maybe the pressure's off, so he doesn't have to worry about being the man. Uh, thoughts? Well, it's different batting at the top of the lineup, and he's had success ever since they moved him to the top of the lineup, let's be honest. So I can't argue because the results have been very, very positive. He's now, He now gave you a long ball, you know? Since since moving to the top of the lineup, he gave you a long ball. And that was something we it's been few and far between. I, I, I'll tell you one thing, and Ben, I think you'll concur. I hope he doesn't put any videos out anytime soon because it seems like every time he does, he goes into the crapper. Damn straight. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. A quick break. Come back. Got a lot more to get to. We are broadcasting live in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Link Ford. Stop on by and say hi if you're in the area anywhere in Barron County. Come on by. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. chance you are looking to have uh, any of your items done on your boat when it comes to upholstery cover canopy bimini top how about some office furniture maybe that huh maybe that workout equipment furniture around the house dining room chairs whatever it happens to be check out our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's cover it all in Wausau go to Dwayne's cover it all.com that is Dwayne's cover it all.com he He's by far the best. Hands down, done deal. And uh, maybe you're a business owner and you're uh, wanting to do a canopy out in front of your house or out in front of your business. He can help you there as well. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. And uh, tell him we sent you because, man, really, he does great stuff. Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. Right there in Wausau, Wisconsin. Good stuff. Um. This is from, uh, who's this one from? This is from uh, Jesse. Jesse says, uh, love the new Brewers City Connect uniforms. Uh, not sure about the hats, but everything else, really cool. We were talking about that a little bit earlier uh, when we got into the uh, discussion via uniforms and um, uh, the uh, the new look. Uh, and, and, you know, again, Pac fans right, and we were talking about it. It's, you know, it's a creation by the teams. It's a creation by Nike. It's a, a creation to say, marketing-wise, here's some alternative things. You know, how many times have you walked into a store uh, and seen, like, a, an all-one-color hat, whether it's a Brewers logo, Yankees logo, Raiders logo, you know, a black hat, a red hat, a white hat, whatever it happens to be. It's all alternatives. And uh, it's still the same logo. It's just everything's the same color. It's just whatever it is cool that you think would look good on your dome. That's... That's what they're putting out. And since it's an alternative, you know, it gives them an opportunity to put uh, a few more pieces inside the pro shop and draw your eye, draw your attention. It's just, it's marketing. It's more profitability for Major League Baseball, for the Brewers, for Nike. It's all that. For New Era, you know, 
So it is what it is. I don't mind it. I don't. Uh, I. I don't. I, I think they're cool. I think they're pretty. Uh, pretty. Pretty different, which makes makes them unique. Makes them. It makes them pretty cool. I like it. I like it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Phone lines wide open. Uh, Jess. Uh, no, I already read that. Uh, Jack. Nope. Jack. No, you just dropped off. Sorry about that. Um, you know what? Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. I want you to hear the conversation from yesterday, by the way. Uh, and just the discussion. We'll talk a little bit more about Christian Watson and uh, some of the discussion regarding the young wide receivers, the offensive line. In case you missed it, we're going to have a lot of that coming up for you at the bottom of the hour, so stay tuned for that. But I want to go back to uh, to something that was stated yesterday. Uh, and I got an email on it from our, our buddy Steve who said, as we sit here and speak about Christian Watson and the potential drops, I remember that Devontae Adams struggled early on in his career. As you can see by the stats, uh, each of his percentages was 57.6% his rookie season, 53.2 in year two. Uh, how did that turn out? I think Watson's going to be good, if not great, at the receiver position. 100% agree. He's He's got a ton of potential. And as Wayne said, and you're going to hear, he hasn't te- he hasn't grown into his frame yet. Okay? Right. We're all on the same page. Shake on it? Yes. Okay. The problem with this is that you need it now. You can't wait for year three. By year three, it's probably going to be passing you by. Because we all know, here comes the light at the end of the tunnel. And the light went from being a small flicker a year ago, maybe two, to now this bright white light barreling down the tracks in a very quick period of time. And that is the end of Aaron Rodgers' career or the end of Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. Uh, We know there's a three-year deal on the table. We understand that. You assume that those three years, as he approaches the age of 38, are going to take him beyond 40. And that's when you get into the danger zone for quarterbacks and what they actually have left in the tank. Although after the poncha cleanse, there's nothing left in the tank. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, you need Christian Watson to, to provide a spark. You need him to provide an alter, uh, an, an outlet, an alternative to Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, something that at the very least can make a defense honest. And a lot of rookies don't do that right away. Jamar Chase did. Early on he didn't, but Jamar Chase did. By the time uh, they ended up going to a Super Bowl, you, you had to know exactly where he was on the field and actually float a corner over the top or a safety over the top to be near him because of his speed and his ability to get downfield and that connection that he had with Joe Burrow. So you had to have that. But those two guys had a connection at LSU when they won a national title. They already had that familiarity. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that. He, he barely has it with guys that aren't named Devontae Adams that are on this team, much less new guys named Watson and Dubs. So you, you I, I can agree with you, Steve. He could end up being the best receiver of all time. He could end up being Jerry Rice 2.0. But you don't have time. You don't have three years to wait for him. He has got to contribute now. I think between Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson, those two guys are going to have to make up probably um, 
I don't know what, 100 catches, something like that, 125 catches between them, anywhere from 12 to, which is not out of the realm of possibility. You know, each guy, you can get one guy, get maybe 70 catches, the other guy another 50, if indeed Aaron Rodgers throws to him. Remember, he's never thrown more than, I think it's 35 or 37 passes to a rookie wide receiver, but that was because you had the likes of Jordy and Greg and James and Devontae and Randall and Donald, and all those guys were in the stable at one point or another. Now you've got an aging Randall, a hoping to reignite the career Sammy Watkins, and a bunch of dudes. So he's going to have to figure out a way to get the ball to those guys. But if they can make up for about, you know, 100 to 130 catches, somewhere in there, um, between them they end up with maybe 10 touchdowns. So three, four, five apiece, something like that. And, yeah, that then it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. Because those two guys can maybe equate to the statistics that walked out the door when Devontae Adams decided to go in a different direction, if they can do that. But, you know, again, I, I, I can't sit here and preach it enough. I don't care about the regular season. This is about the postseason. This is about the here and the now, the today, because you don't know what tomorrow holds. And I'm not talking about injury. I'm talking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers just may say, you know what, I'm done. Something could piss him off, and he just walks away. And then the team is left to whomever. So I'm I'm not uh, – uh, I, while I am concerned, I'm not concerned. It's just, you know, I get what you're saying. Uh, 877-867-1670. So coming up after the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from uh, hear from Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, um, about some of the things that you're kind of thinking about as you get ready to move on into the regular season. Uh, by the way, the odds are out. BetOnline.ag. The 2023 NBA Championship odds at this point to win it all next year are... The Golden State Warriors at 9-2, to two, being supplanted again as the top dog in the NBA. Boston back at it, 13-2 to two is the best team coming out of the East. The Clippers at 15-2, to two, tied with the Bucks at 15-2, to two, followed by the Nets, the Suns, the Mavericks, the Heat, and the Grizzlies. After that, coming in, you will find... Your Philadelphia 76ers won, Ben Kenny, at 16-1. to one. How are the Sixers going to look next year, do you think? <laughs> They're going to look similar to how they looked at the end of the year this year. You think I, so? That well, bad? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Embiid will be more healthy naturally because he is when the year starts always. But, yeah, I mean, Harden's old. Harden doesn't have what he used to have. Embiid is great. But the team around him just doesn't give him enough help the way I look at mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, they're not going to be great. You know how I feel about Glenn Rivers there as well. Right. I don't know. It's a tough time to follow that team. Um, but they're still being installed as one of the top teams in the East, so we will see how that shakes out. If they can have any kind of a bounce back, any kind of a, a hierarchy that gets rid of the James Harden stench and the Ben Simmons stench as both guys decided to plug up the toilets in the locker room, I guess. There you go. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Social House, H-A-U-S. Dan Dell and the gang, Sunday morning, if you're going to take Dad anywhere, go get Dad a beverage and say, Dad, I'm going to buy you breakfast. You know why? You buy him a mixed drink, 
and you get free pancakes. That way you're not buying the pancakes. Take Dan to the social house. Lisbon Road to Menominee Falls. Stop in. Say hi. Tell Dan Dell and his staff. We also said hello. But take Dad to get a beverage, relax, watch the beginning of the final round of the U.S. Open, and eat some pancakes. Nothing says sit back, relax, and unbuckle the, unbuckle the pants like pancakes. There you go. That's the social house. Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Or maybe down to Friday Night Live tonight. Downtown Waukesha. TheNiceAsh.com. Get Dad a little touch of pappy. Good stogie. Watch some of the Brewers game tonight. There you go. Now we're how are we looking? Some music outside. Oh, when our Friday night live tonight, downtown Waukesha at the Nice Ash. Go to niceash.com. That's the niceash.com. Three twenty three West Main Street. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. September 4th, it's our motorcycle ride. We do it for the Fisher House. Fisher House, Wisconsin, for military members, veterans, and their families. And uh, we're going to leave Milwaukee Brewing that Sunday morning. It's 25 bucks per bike. You can register online and get a price discount. If you uh, want to go to uh, uh, right now, Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. You can do that. Uh, and see all the information right there, or just simply go to fisherhousewi.org, click on the events page, and it'll get you to the pre-reg. Again, fisherhousewi.org. Or if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream right now, you can just scan the QR code and tap the link, and you're good to go. It'll take you right to it. But we got some great prizes, got a lot of details coming out. We're going to fill you in on all the details coming up next week, I promise. As we have crossed the T's and dotted the I's, this is going to be the biggest motorcycle ride for probably short of maybe, you know, like a, a, a mass Harley-Davidson ride or something. It's probably going to be one of the bigger rides of the year. So if you haven't uh, signed up already and you want to be a part of this, uh, get at it. Because there are some prizes for people that do pre-reg, only for those who pre-reg. Uh, ticket packages, so uh, which are great. I mean, really, really fun ticket packages. So get on that. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, that's brought to you by our good friends over there at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, who stepped up big time this year and said, we're going to give you some dealers to deal cards at the end of the ride. Our friends at Great Lakes Dragway, well, you talk about a great place to take Dad for the weekend. Take him down there and watch some of the drag racing or uh, rent for a couple of hours the track for Dad and his buddies car guys to go racing down a track you can do that too go to greatlakesdragaway.com and our friends at growth law firm g-r-o-t-h growth law firm one of the best biker uh, law firms in the country again go to growthlaw.com that's growthlaw.com so wayne larrabee let's start out yesterday uh the the big question and mike clemens and i talked about this this time last week that was about david bakhtiari and his health and here's what wayne had to say well, it's funny because we in the media were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, when Matt LaFleur was asked about David Bakhtiari, he said, hopefully he'll be ready for training camp. And the word hopefully put a lot of trepidation into everybody's thought process. I, I get I think they're just being conservative with him, and, and hopefully everything will be fine. But, again, until we see him on the field, till it goes through the uh, practices for a week or more, um, that knee responds. Uh, you just don't know, and, and you hope everything's going to be fine. And, and I think it will be, Bill. They, you know, he'll be 20 months out from 
that surgery when we get to the regular season, and that's really what they're all pointing toward. But between now and then, uh, we haven't seen him in pads. We haven't seen him on the field since the Detroit game last year. So no Bakhtiari as of yet. We're waiting with trepidation, as Wayne said. Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but life after Devontae, the offense, you know, I had mentioned it's Christian Watson, it's Romeo Dubs. you got to get those two guys enough catches to maybe equate to the output that Devontae Adams gave you. So how is the offense going to look without the presence of the safety net, of the go-to guy, of Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, Devontae Adams? Yeah, very much so. And I think that we're going to find out a lot about the kind of scheme um, that Matt LaFleur is looking to run. We're going to see maybe more of a uh, uh, basic Matt LaFleur type of scheme because, you know, as Aaron Rodgers has said, there are two different offenses. There's the Matt LaFleur offense, and then there's the offense that Rodgers runs during the game. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of the Matt LaFleur offense this year. We have to uh, to accommodate um, the losses that we've seen on that offense. And, you know, Bill, I think you'll see them spread the ball around more. Um, one of the things to keep an eye on are pressures. Uh, Rogers performed, according to Pro Football Focus, he struggled under pressure last year, wasn't under pressure a lot. Why? Well, it wasn't necessarily the offensive line was dominant. They were not. They were good, but not dominant. Um, the, he, Rogers wasn't under pressure a whole lot because he had a receiver who could get open at the top of his route. I mean, like, immediately. And that was Devontae Adams. So this year, he doesn't have Devontae. And therefore, I think he is going to be very important for the Packers. And they want to stay out of pressure situations, which means they'll go to the quick-hitting, shorter passing game. Who could do that? Um, certainly Watkins has had that ability in the past. I think uh, Christian Watson is a guy who can do that. Um, you know, uh, it, it looks to me like Romeo Dobbs has that kind of ability. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. You also see the running backs involved in the passing game as receivers more. And they were involved quite a bit last year, but even more this year would be an emphasis on that. So uh, those are the things that I think they'll do to compensate for the loss of uh, Devontae Evans. Then uh, going back to the uh, original discussion uh, that we started out with, and that's David Bakhtiari. So the offensive line depth, let's say Bakhtiari doesn't come back because if Bakhtiari's not back or at least not ready to go, then you would assume Yash Nyman is going to step up and he will then be your starting um, tackle because he did such a, a terrific job there last year. In addition to that then, wouldn't you then say that maybe one of the young guys, because Josh Nyman can't go to right tackle if he's playing left tackle, therefore you can look at a guy like, say, Sean Ryan or Zach Tom maybe to be your other right tackle. So right now the offensive line without David Bakhtiari looks a little bit up in the air. Well, it be interesting. I think this Sean Ryan kid, um, you know, he projects as a guard at this level because he doesn't have the longest arms. But Bulaga didn't have the longest arms either, and he was a very capable uh, right tackle for many years. I think this kid can play guard or tackle. Ryan, uh, Sean Ryan, the kid out of UCLA, Bill, um, boy, what a powerful lower body. There is nobody with a better lower body than this guy in that offensive line. Uh, looks like he can anchor real well. I can't wait to see him in pads. Um, this is a guy that I think gives this line 
what they typically have, and that is players who can be very versatile. As far as Zach Tom, I haven't seen really much of anything in there. I mean, nothing bad, nothing. I haven't seen anything that jumps out at me. But, again, we're we're trying to make a, uh, a prediction of what offensive linemen might be, and you can't tell in these OTAs of minicamp until they put pads on, until they start going through some of the physical drills, uh, pad on pad, you're not going to know about offensive linemen or linebackers or defensive linemen. Then you've got Sammy Watkins, and uh, we don't talk a lot about it because it's somewhat of an unknown. You're just expecting him to be okay and adequate, but he's not the replacement for Devontae Adams. But Sammy Watkins is looking at it coming in going, hey, I finally got a guy that's going to put the ball on a dime right there where I need it, and it's just up to me to go out and catch it. He's kind of looking for a resurgence when it comes to his career. Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, talking about Sammy Watkins. Well, you know, last week in the mini camp where you had all the veterans and everybody in, in camp, um, Watkins stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, he was catching everything, Bill. Uh, I wrote down a note on my uh, uh, roster said professional pass catcher because that's exactly what he looked like. Ran great routes. Looks like he's in great shape. Um, you know, if he can stay healthy, and that's a big if. But if he stays healthy, Bill, he's going to have a nice year. There's no question about that. He stood out. And the other kid that jumped out at me was Amari Rogers. Um, much different look for this kid in his second year now. Uh, he physically looks leaner and stronger. Uh, he's You can tell by the way he's moving on the field. He has a lot more confidence. I think it's going to be interesting to watch him play. Uh, I think he is ready to take a, a big jump in his second year. Third-round draft choice, you know he has ability. You don't get drafted in the third round unless you have ability. Uh, can he put it all together? That's what we're looking forward to seeing, and it's uh, certainly the early signs are good. Then there's one of the signs we all want to see get better, and that is special teams. Let's be honest. Special teams last year stunk. Uh, many different facets of special teams last year stunk. So that being said, under Basaccia, how much better just by a, a real coach, so to speak, being the special teams coordinator, how much better will special teams be? Well, you know, I think that that'll help. There's no doubt we've seen a difference uh, in that regard. But I think the other factor is uh, the players that will be committed to special teams. And from what we've seen in some of the drills, especially last week, we're going to see more starters out there. We're going to see the commitment by the organization to uh, players on this roster, maybe on the roster solely because uh, they play special teams well. So good special teams requires that uh, the franchise itself, meaning uh, the personnel department, make a commitment in terms of personnel. Uh, you know, you you kind of shorten your bench a little bit because you've got guys who may not be very good on offense or defense, but they're terrific special teams players, and you want them on the field when you're kicking. And so there's going to be some of that. I think you're going to see, you know, a couple of roster spots uh, where people get that kind of, uh, uh, you know, attention and where people are on the roster because they're really good special teams players, and that's where it really begins. Basaccia, he will do a great job with the X's and O's. There's no question about that and the motivation. Uh, but I think you're going to see starters, uh, more starters out there, and you're going to see guys who make this roster because they can play special teams. When we come back, we'll have more of that conversation with Wayne Larrabee from yesterday. Wisconsinites get this because we know we're not snobby, snooty, pretentious. No, we're not. Not even dad on dad's day. Uh, it's Midwestern charm, and it's at its finest, and that's exactly what Jake and Melissa, and Chris, everybody up there at Forgotten Fire Winery in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, is all about. 
they they're like, look, hey, you want to throw ice in your wine? Throw ice in your wine. You want to drink red wine with, with fish? You're good to go. It doesn't matter. As long as you like it, it doesn't matter to them. They've won awards. Awards are awards. Yeah, you know, that's something to pound your chest about, but that does ultimately doesn't sell your wine and it doesn't uh, make people like it any better. Just do what you do. Fun in a bottle without attitude. You can find a full wine and cider lineup in the tasting room. And their ciders are fantastic. In the tasting room or at uh, liquor and grocery stores or wine stores all throughout the state. Ask for it by name. Forgottenfirewinery.com. That's Forgottenfirewinery.com. Really, really good stuff. Again, Forgottenfirewinery.com. And uh, you can check in uh, at the uh, tasting room up in Pestigo. Got some live music. They have private events. You can go in and see how they make it. Go to go to the back where the big giant kettles are and such. And you can see that stuff, man. It's good, good stuff. Forgotten Fire Wines and Ciders. Wisconsin wine made from Wisconsin people. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. More of Wayne Larrabee coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Season and a beautiful view of the downtown area right over the Pfizer Forum. That's MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee. Our conversation with the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larvey, continued. And um, the uh, tight end position, you don't have Robert Tanyan for a while. You're still going to have the likes of Mercedes Lewis, obviously the Swiss Army knife that is Josiah DeGuara, Dominic Daphne. Is the tight end position okay? Well, you know, it started uh, the night of the draft um, when Brian Gutekunst may have been after the draft. He said, you know, we think we have something in this Tyler Davis. Um, He'll be going into his third year out of Georgia Tech. Uh, Didn't play a whole lot last year. Got on the field for some special teams. Has a lot of the same qualities, uh, including being a quarterback in his background, that Robert Tunyon has. Um, You know, to be honest with you, he he does look like – kind of a knockoff of Robert Tunyon. He's looked very good in these drills, running routes, catching the ball, that kind of thing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, they have something in this kid. But I know both uh, Gutekunst and LaFleur are looking forward to seeing this guy play this summer. Then the defense, because as we all know, they uh, made some really nice draft choices, at least on paper. And you've got uh, Jair is signed. Russell Douglas is back. If Stokes takes the next step forward, you look at maybe one of the best secondaries in football. Obviously, you still got, uh, you know, Adrian Amos back there. He's kind of your field captain. Uh, Darnell Savage Jr., the guy that can both cover and be a run stuffer, a hitter. Uh, Devontae Campbell. I mean, you just go on and on. And then you've bolstered uh, many positions as far as depth goes. So how good, what do you expect out of this defense this upcoming season? Well, I mean, you know, the bar has been set quite high uh, by people. And, and again, I'm in the process of doing a lot of my research. So I'm going through a lot of these ratings and magazines and that type of thing. And, and everybody seems to be stoked about the Packers defense. And, and you know, with good reason. They added to it in the offseason. Uh, looks like they took care of a couple of holes that they had. And the most importantly, they retained the people they needed to. Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas. They re-signed um, Jair Alexander to a big contract, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of uh, hope that this is going to be a legitimate top-10 defense 
in, in all regards. And that would be the best defense they've had since the Super Bowl year 2010. Um, but no, from what I've seen, Bill, and, and again, you know, Quay Walker, what can you see about him? Well, he's a linebacker, but you can see the fact that he can cover ground. The kid can run. Now, you know, uh, Devontae Wyatt, very quiet. You know, you don't see a lot of him. He's a defensive lineman, so you're not going to get much out of these practices. But certainly uh, Christian Watson can run. And, and I'll tell you what, um, when you look out there on the practice field and you watch these receivers, Samari Toure for a seventh-round draft choice has a great deal of polish. And then Romeo Dubs, um, you know, at wide receiver, wearing number 87, familiar Jordy Nelson number. Uh, they both look really good in terms of catching the ball, running routes, getting behind people. Um, they, they look like they're going to be uh, factors this season. Then the OTAs uh, where they're basically in, you know, helmets and shorts and shirts and trying to just kind of install the play. I mean, what do teams, and, and Wayne's been around a long time. He was doing uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears and now many, many years, 22, 23 seasons with the uh, Green Bay Packers. What do teams actually get out of OTAs? Well, Bill, it's changed dramatically, uh, and fairly recently, too, over the last four or five years with the new collective bargaining agreement, and even before that, um, where the lack of contact in practice um, and, you know, in these OTAs, the regulations that are in place, um, you know, there's not a whole lot you can see uh, because, again, they're not, they're wearing helmets, and then they're wearing basically, uh, you know, just a jersey and, and a pair of shorts, so uh, you don't get to see a lot of football stuff, but what you can see, and what I asked Matt LaFleur this the other day, you know, what, it, what can you evaluate out of this? And you can see how people run. You can see how receivers run routes. They can see their hands. You can see defensive backs and how they cover. Um, you can't see much else than that, aside from linebackers maybe and how they run in coverage. But the rest of it, Bill, if you're trying to make an evaluation of an offensive lineman, or defensive lineman, or a linebacker, you really can't until the pads come on and they start hitting each other. And then last but not least, as we get to, get to it, you know, Deshaun Watson, or not Deshaun Watson, excuse me, Christian Watson, and uh, he comes into this, as we had mentioned, uh, almost right at the top, that you're trying to make up for the loss of Devontae Adams in some way, shape, or form. So Christian Watson, uh, everybody says, look, he's got some drop issues. We know that. They think they can fix that. But... He's got the tools. He's got the frame. We hear it all the time. On paper, it looks great. Got to wait and see. But here's Wayne Larrabee's take on uh, Christian Watson. Yeah, you know, and again, uh, I'll go to this example. Uh, your hometown team, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase, much higher draft choice um, than was Watson. And at the end of training camp last summer, the Bengals didn't know they could throw the football to the kid. Uh, he had the drops so bad in training camp. And he went on to have maybe the best rookie year of any receiver in, in the history of the game. So, uh, no, there is no question. He's got big hands. Uh, there's there's no doubt he's a conscientious kid. And, you know, he's had a couple of drops, but they all drop the ball a little bit in practice. And, and we've seen a little bit of that in, in these OTA practices at minicamp. But the last two weeks, Bill, I, I did not see him drop a pass in the last couple of weeks of, of these OTAs and minicamps. So uh, he's got – all the uh, gifts you look for in a great receiver, and I think he's going to be a very good one. Now, the thing about him we have to be patient with, physically he has not grown into his frame yet. Um, so, again, this rookie year, 
Can he be handled at the line of scrimmage by the more physical defensive backs he's going to see on this level of football? That's something to keep an eye on. But I'll tell you what, he has all the ability in the world, and he's going to get his chances. There's no doubt about that. There you go. That is Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. And uh, really, really good stuff as we broke down a lot of the uh, Green Bay Packers, the OTAs, the new, the new look pack and what the expectations could, would, and should be. So uh, thanks to Wayne for joining us and uh, uh, yesterday on the program. Uh, another hour yet to go. We are broadcasting live. We are here at Link Ford. We're in Rice Lake, Wisconsin today. Rice Lake, one more day. After we wrap it up, going to start heading back to Milwaukee tomorrow. We're going to be uh, part of the ride uh, at Boondocks. Looking forward to that, which actually leaves Wisconsin Harley-Davidson and uh, ends up back at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And uh, it's just a tremendous ride, 25 bucks. Join us tomorrow. Kickstand's up at 1130, so get out there early, wander around, grab a few things, maybe pick something up for Dad, and then we ride. We ride for our heroes, and then we celebrate it after the fact. Looking forward to that. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.